Good morning, everyone. Yes, we are live. I, I do a pause. A lot of people say, why do you pause? Well, if you're on my end of the screen, I am not in control of the controls. We know that. My two sister is in charge of that. So I do wait. I have some cues. And one is a red light button that says live, which I'm sure most of anyone that goes live on Facebook knows that as well. But in addition, because we are also uh, recording live for our podcast. So there's, you know, a couple of things that we have to do. So sometimes I'm in a pause. Anywho, it is trending Thursday, right guys? It is Carol Sue, AKA live from Vero Beach. Naughty Boss is here to tell you that Vero Beach is, uh, it's a gorgeous morning. Gorgeous morning. And I am here with two sisters. Excuse me. And good morning, everyone. I was just taking that last gulp of water. My name is Janice, aka Wellness Diva, reporting to you live from the circle. Obviously, hashtag trending Thursday. Both of us have so much to say. I want to let everyone, obviously, you know that we are doing 75 hard. And just a quick comment about that. <coughs> Excuse me. We are both on day number four. And let's just say that I need to finish drinking that gallon of water before 5 p.m. And that's all I'm going to say. She's peeing. Nothing wrong with peeing. And, you know, obviously we, five times. Okay, well, that's not good because we don't want your sleep disrupted. However, you're absolutely right. You really have to end it early. I have to say that I drink not quite a gallon every single day. I mean, with 75 hard for sure but I do drink a lot of water and you drink a lot of water too. So people will ask, well, is drinking a gallon that much more different? It's, it's not in the sense of you're obviously committed and that's why, you know, I, I use a jug and I also have this other one that I'm, I was actually outside doing some, some work this morning outside. So, you know, I have that one out there, which is a little bit more convenient than I have my jug in here. And so it does keep you, you know, more hydrated and since you're more conscious of what you're taking in. However, if you're not used to doing that, and it, what, it's all about 75 hard and discipline, you tend to think because you don't, on a normal case, you're not drinking that amount of water that you can you know, drink water at night or a, that beverage at night. But when you're drinking and consuming the amount that we're consuming, which I still don't think is a lot, for some people it's a lot, you have to be mindful of kind of when you shut the faucet off because like Jan Jan, you'll be peeing during the night. Miss Peasley. Well, interesting. And I just well, I like that. I just, wait, can, say that again. Miss Peasley. I like that. that. Daddy came up with that. Very good. I like it. But the other thing with that too is um, when you do something like this, it doesn't matter how healthy you are. I consider myself to be pretty healthy. My body is going through detox because I eat, <laughs> excuse me, I eat very clean, but I've cut back on certain things that I've been a little bit more lenient on. So my body is going through the detox process. And what I will say about that is I can finally see my abs again. The, mm -hmm. blo the bloat is gone. And you know that when two sisters are together, somehow the conversation always ends up in the toilet. We know that. We know that. We know that. And we're all good with that. It's a bodily function, people. Get over it. As we chatted yesterday, if you are not, if your pee is not clean, 
clear, that means you need to hydrate. The point being is that our bodies are mostly made up of skin and water and water. I really kind of think water is really the secret of the fountain of youth. I truly do because, you know, obviously our bodies are mostly made up of it, but in addition, it helps with your skin. It's getting those detox of, of maybe the air that we're breathing, maybe the food we're consuming, maybe the stuff we're drinking. So we can't, we can't control those things, right? I mean, you can obviously control what you're sticking in your mouth, but even when you go out to eat, like I'm a foodie, I love to go out to eat. I was actually ch ch uh, chatting with uh, someone on the local Vero Beach, you know, uh, community and, you know, different res restaurants that I went to. And when I started listing all the restaurants that I, that John and I have eaten at since we've been here, I'm kind of flabbergasted. We, we've eaten at so many different places and then there's still many more to eat. But you know, when you go out to eat, right? Full of sodium. So, you know, you definitely need that to, to wash out and to clean out and to keep your gut because you got to look at your gut as your second brain. And we always talk about that. Your gut is your second brain. It needs hydration because it's feeding all the rest of our different systems within our body. So trending Thursday, before we get into, you know, what's trending worldly, I have to tell you, um, we've chatted about this before about decluttering our lives, right? Decluttering. How do you declutter your life? Well, you know, you just take on a project, put it in your planner and say, you're going to get to it. So, I committed when John and I cleaned out our basement ki kingdom in Massachusetts that we, we knew that there was going to be some things that we were taking here that, you know, we weren't sure whether we were going to keep or whatever, but we were also committed to at least doing one to two boxes a week to clean it out. Today is garbage day. So I, my, my intent was actually to go to the beach this morning to catch the sunrise, but I did actually post some beautiful pictures courtesy of uh, a new person I met, Janet Davis from Vero Beach, who also has been here a few months and she actually lives right on the beach. She takes some gorgeous, amazing pictures. So I shared two of her pictures this morning on my Facebook page. So kudos, thank you, Janet, for that. And they're gorgeous. So, you know, I knew today was going to be one of those beautiful sunrises because, you know, we've had a, a couple cloudy, gloomy days, but I also remembered that it was garbage day. So I'm like, nope, discipline, right? Go to the beach, sunrise, I'm gonna do it tomorrow or clean out the box. So I decided, no, I gotta do at least one box. I gotta keep with my commitment, keep with my discipline. So I was cleaning out a box and I have to still go through. I did clean out one whole box, one whole tub, but I, I was going through one box that was pictures. So look, let's see if I can do this right. Who is that? OMG. That is Nani Boss. That is Nani Boss in front of the Hartford Times. I worked at the Hartford Times in Hartford, Connecticut. And I was in, no doubt, the sales department. And I was apparently taking a break and chilling. So one of my photographer friends there took a picture of me. And look at the hairdo. What the hell? That was the look of Barbara Streisand. Remember when Barbara Streisand had like the, yes. the Afro look? That was the Afro look. So there. Haha, I found another one. Oh, let's see. I've got all these good ones. I had to share a few of them. Look at that one. <laughs> well, that's cute. That's me. That is cute. And that you, you don't look much different. I mean, look at there. 
and then look at you. You don't look much different. I mean, I, I, I don't know. Well, let me take those glasses off. I don't think you look much different. I don't know how old you are there. I'm guessing, I don't know. I think that's like third or fourth, fourth grade maybe. I don't know, but I think you wrote Janice on it in the corner. Anywho, somebody did. Look at this one. This is one of our brothers. Oh, that's one Fran one. <laughs> um, the gold yes. He's a gold, the, yeah, he was a gold medalist for the uh, world figure skating. But world that figure skating. Look at, look at, look at, look at, look at the, look at the sideburns. Holy crap. Oh my God. And you know, what's even weirder. He looks like our nephew, Daniel. Look at, look at. Oh, I think so. Yeah. I just noticed that when I. Yeah. And the other cool thing about going through stuff, where is it? Mm -hmm. I've got so much stuff. Which I, which I was in the same thing. It's a magnifying glass, just what I need, right? So you, you stick it on paper, even though my glasses work. Okay, that was enough. All right, no, wait, wait, wait. You need that grammarly, yeah. Yeah, whatever. I can spell. I just type fast. All right, look, look at that. There's Claudine. And you. And me. Aunt Mary, and, and Joe. Yeah, that was an oldie. Here's another one of Fran. Oh my God. How young he looks. I'll have to show him that one. And of course, let's see. Oh. Me at some some dance. Oh, who is the dude here with? What Charlie. Charlie Davidson. He he was a hoot. He's a hoot. He, I'm telling you, this was probably one of the best dates I ever had because I we we were friends. We weren't like romantically connected. Freaking funny itself. And for the for our viewers, I'm sorry, our audio listeners, we are showing some pictures. Of, uh, that I found in a box. Oh, here, here's another one of our other brother. <laughs> Look at that. Look at the outfit. Oh my God. Lordy, these are all at Cromwell High School. Look at the freaking shoes. <coughs> I'm thinking he looks like Elvis Presley. <laughs> yeah, I don't think so. And of course, the Popmeister daddy. Oh yeah, in Cromwell. Yep, cutting turkey i believe or something he's making something there i think he's cutting turkey yeah and then remember this dog oh butchie butchie so you know it's so cool when you you clean out a box you know you find gems i also found apparently i did a report carol sue casella may 31st 1972 it was on airplanes and I have to say, my penmanship is amazing. I am my, like, look at that. They don't even teach cursive anymore. And then I found one more. I'm gonna one more. I'm gonna share. This one is on alcohol and alcohol. Oh, first of all, on the airplane one, I received um, a very interesting. Well done. I don't remember who the teacher was, but I got an A on that. This one was on alcohol and alcoholism. I can't read the person's teacher's writing, but apparently she doesn't know too much because she only gave me a C plus. And I'm not too happy about that. But look at my, when I opened it up at first, I thought it was mommy's handwriting, but it's actually mine. Oh yeah. Now you're seeing it backwards, but man, I got some, I got some great penmanship folks. Yes, you and do. I, I have really good cursive handwriting and I'm, that saddens me that schools don't teach that anymore. What do you think? Well, 
as a lot of my friends and family know that know me personally, I do not know how to cursive write. Oh, that's right. You're one of those. <laughs> yes. The, and the only thing that I can cursive write, which by the way, is very difficult for me is my signature. Yes. So if you see me signing something, I'm very slow because I don't know how to cursive write. For whatever reason, I had such a problem with it. And of course, mommy put a kibosh to that. I never learned. Wow. No, I, uh, I enjoy writing cursive. I find it relaxing. I'm going to have to go through this though, but I'm really, I'm really disturbed. I only got a C plus. Well, I'm somewhat disturbed that sometimes I can never get a word in um, edgewise, but <laughs> well, one thing that I do want to cover, uh, you know, obviously trending Thursday and we're going to get into a lot of different things. There's an app for everything. And I'm going to, after this, um, the live, I'm going to post um, a screenshot that I took of something um, that really is beneficial, not only to the entrepreneurs, but to, you know, if you're trying to get your um, home life as far as um, like going electronically, going digital, most of them, I think eight of them on this list are free. Um, so I will post that after. That's awesome because it's true. We, we, while we, you know, we, we need to keep good records. We need to keep organized. The clutter of paper is ridiculous, right? I mean, it just, and you know, it's also nerve wracking because you're almost afraid to, because of, you know, digital and, and people stealing your identity or, you know, stealing your oh, we froze up files. First. It's a little nerve wracking, I think. I said it's a little nerve wracking. Yeah. Um, and one more quick thing, I just happened to glance over and I just want to give out a shout out to all of our um, viewers that are on watching us live and they happen to be all my ILKB peeps and pow, pow. Jesse, Kristen, Stephanie, thank you so much for watching live. <laughs> hey, I got a question for my ILKB people. My bag is arriving tomorrow. So I was going to actually put a post in the group. What is the um, the sand or whatever that you have to put in there? Does it come with it? I don't think it does. I don't think you put sand in it. I think you put water in it. In the base, you can put water or sand. I would go with the water. So I want to know, like, what is what's people' opinions about the water versus the sand? Oh, okay. And if yeah. it's sand, where did you get it? But I will still post that. But thank I'm you. Wondering and, and two of the two of the gals on um, are our co-authors for the Knockout Shelley project. Hi, Jesse. Hi, everyone. Um, for the Knockout Shelley project. Um, Good morning, girlies. We're going to be ramping up that. And one other thing about publishing. <coughs> I don't know if everybody remembers, but I submitted my thirteenth co-authored project back in January for a separate project that I'm working on, The Art of Unlearning, Volume 4, which is going to be coming out within the next week, week and a half. So I will be doing a lot of um, promotional stuff for that, um, my Facebook page and on Two Sistas. So just a question out there for everyone, and I'll pose this question obviously on my Facebook page. Um, would love for you to support us in this endeavor. 
helped me get to international bestseller yet again. This is an amazing project with amazing co-authors. So I'm very excited about that. That is awesome. And congrats and kudos. You go, girl. I'm, uh, I'm so excited for you and excited for our, uh, the, obviously, the Knockout Shelly Project and the Quarantine Awakening. We've got so much great, great, great stuff going on. And it's good to have good stuff going on in, you know, in a world that's like, uh, uh, uh. but trending, trendy, trending Thursday. So I actually saw, I, I, I found a, uh, a friend of mine actually sent me a video because they, they know I'm, I love to, obviously we share everything with health and wellness and how it interacts in our life. But obviously what's constantly trending is the virus. We all know that. I call it the China virus. People call it COVID-19. Call it whatever you want. The China virus. Call it the freaking plague, okay? Anywho, obviously there was a lot of controversy over video, a video from a, a group of uh, what they call the American Frontliners doctors and sharing the positive, positive news about hydrochloroquine. And I love the fact of collaboration that, we're a country of choice. We're a country of freedom. And a friend of mine, John Sequin, had sent me a video of a doctor. He was a doctor from Texas, actually. And I actually posted it on my Facebook wall this morning with another drug that has also been very successful, unbeknownst to a lot of people. Now, he also agrees that hydrochloroquine works. But he's had great success with a steroid, steroid, it's an inhaled steroid. Mostly people that have asthma use it. Now, if people really understand what the virus is, it is a respiratory disease, okay? So this particular inhaled steroid, I believe I'll probably murder the name, uh, mudesonide, something on that line. Obviously, I'm probably not pronouncing it correctly, but it, the I will actually post it on our two sisters as well. Very interesting. And he really actually, he has a lot of education backing, great credentials, but he also does a lot of things across, you know, in different countries. And he really gave, gave some unflipping believable stats. Uh, and I want to say between Japan and this other country, minimal deaths and what was the common denominator in one country was chatting about it's a very small country but it's packed 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 with people and he says it's nearly impossible for them to social distance physical distance they'd be in the ocean so he used that as a comparison but apparently they're using this particular steroid and he had a patient and i thought this was tremendous he had a patient who is battling two kinds of cancer believe it or not lymph node cancer and some other kind of cancer. So obviously this patient is doing chemo, radiation, like full-fledged. And sadly, obviously, contracted the China virus. And she called him up immediately and said, look at, you know, my bot, my immune system, I can't deal with this. He immediately, and how you, and how you ingest it is, and, and it's, a very, it's a drug that's already out and very reasonable. They had one name and now they went to a generic name. And he said, most insurance companies actually pick it up 100%, which I thought was awesome. But you, a lot of people that have asthma, and our, my son has asthma, we have the, 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 he has that portable machine. 
the nebulizer. So nebulizer. you, right. So you take the liquid form, it's already pre-measured. Pre you pour it in the little container and you, you know, put the breathing machine on. Some people use a mask. Some people use the, the mouthpiece. Either or is fine. And within 24 hours, this woman was cured. And I'm going to tell you why she was cured. He actually discusses that. He said, obviously, in order to prove that you're cured of the virus, you have to have two consecutive negative results. So she took, she had a treatment and within 24 hours, she immediately felt better. She, chest pains were gone. You know, some of the symptoms of the virus are chest pains, you know, a lot, a lot of congestion, just, you know, this heaviness. She immediately felt good within 21 hours. And in order for her to go back to work, she had to obviously have two consecutive tests that were negative. And she did. She did. Isn't that amazing? So I'm gonna, I, I am going to post that link. It's a great health health alert. I call it a health alert, health information. And I'm praying that it's not taken down, which speaking of being taken down, I thought this was kind of funny. I don't, as, as most of you know, we, Janice and I watch very little news. You know, we'll, we'll get alerts like most people. And, and there's certain times that, you know, we do watch the news, but because no matter what station it is, we don't, we don't care what you're watching. You know, it's bias, it's this, it's that, we, we don't care. But I did for, I think the TV must've been on, I was in the kitchen, you know, cleaning or whatever. And yesterday, Congress interviewed, I guess all the big techs, you know, Twitter, Google, face, Facebook. And I thought it was interesting that that film that people were sharing from that doctor, that doctor who was, you know, obviously talking about her success with 350 patients with hydrochloroquine. One of the, uh, I guess several of the congressmen asked these tech giants and, and specifically Facebook, if you don't censor, why did that video keep getting deleted and your, you know, your membership, your users were getting alerts that they were, they were being, not either, some were being banned, but also were getting alert that you are sending out false information and it could harm people. So if you don't, on one hand, you're saying you're not censoring, but are you? And I thought it was interesting that the owner or one of the co CEOs, whatever, Zuckerberg, answered, oh no, that wasn't us, that was Twitter. Well, here's the thing with censorship, and, and this is purely my opinion, the censorship is being censored to suit particular, like the news organization, every, every news organization, like you said, has an agenda. So the censorship is being censored. And for instance, I've, I've said this a lot of times, I am not a big fan of CNN. However, I do will listen to them occasionally. I want to get, I want to see what everybody's saying, and do my own research and make my own determination. Um, but if we are a free country to, you know, say what we feel um, and make our decisions based on the information that we have, 
and let's say we post it to Facebook, then why is it being centered, censored by Facebook? That, that doesn't make any sense to me. Obviously, if it's pornographic, if it's, you know, whatever. Right. Other stuff. Of course, it should be. But when you're trying to get um, <laughs> information out to the public, and every news agency has a right to get news out to the public. Of course, we know that more stations censor more than the other, and that's not really a topic of discussion. But overall, what I'm trying to say is that there's too much censorship. Like, just like we know how we feel and we're very postured and we've always said this and how we feel about certain things. And when we started this, uh, Two Sisters and a Book, um, even before <laughs> the most recent, with everything going on in our world today, you know, we often said that, you know, sometimes we will definitely be chatting about things that are sensitive in nature, but they are directly correlated to our message of overall wellness, your health, how different things impact you because, because they do. W words um, can be hurtful, words can be misconstrued, uh, <laughs> misinterpreted, um, and that's one of the reasons why, for instance, I'm not a big fan of texting. You know, obviously I text, you know, getting information out to my siblings, you know, that type of thing. But I am not a big text fan. Because if I say something, or if I need to get a point across, that can be misconstrued. And I don't want that to happen. Yes, I'm sensitive by nature. Everybody who knows me knows that. But, you know, am I less boisterous, let's say, versus you? Absolutely. What are you trying to say? <laughs> No, no, I make what I, I'm making a point here. Like I am less boisterous, but I speak up when I feel I need to speak up. And that for anyone, even with people that we perhaps disagree with, we have different opinions about things. You should not be censored. But intact with that, if you post something that you know may give you some flack, I'm okay with that. Like, if I feel I need to post something, I'm going to post it. Absolutely. And we were actually chatting with this with our, with our siblings yesterday, actually, last night. And, you know, the different personalities and, you know, our older sister had said, well, you know, I, I, I post flowers. And she absolutely loves flowers. She's a great, great photographer. And she just, she absolutely, and I love flowers too, but she, she posts them all the time. They're beautiful. And it's really about a comfort zone of where you're at. I always say there's nothing wrong with opening your mouth as long as you do it with the golden rule. And yeah, tumultuous times or, you know, stressful times are going to, you know, your, the way you articulate, the inflection of your voice is going to go up and down depending on what you're chatting about, you're passionate about, you're excited about, or you're pissed off about. I mean, yeah, that's, that's human nature. But if you always do it with the golden rule in mind, and the golden rule, folks, does not, it's, it's timeless. It's timeless. It never goes out of style. It's not a fad. It's being decent and kind to your fellow person and treating others 
the way that you wish to be treated. Now, in a perfect world, we would always do that, but we're human, we're flawed. We're not supposed to be perfect. We, there's nobody out there that is perfect. But if you do it with the intention of you're trying to help others, you're trying to impact others, you're trying to make a difference, and you're trying to really get out information that others may not have the opportunity because either may they're not, maybe not abreast of the different news outlets that are out there. And I think collectively, regardless of party, regardless of your views on anything, I think we all could collectively say together that in fact, everything is censored to a certain degree. Everyone has an agenda of what they want you to hear. And frequently I find when I chat with someone, you know, they'll be like, what are you talking about? And then it dawns on me, oh, you know, they may not have the same outlet. The one good thing I like about social media, and I think this is the hard part where the censorship came in, social media was in fact that, social, that in fact, you were gonna hear different opinions, different views, people were gonna share different news sources. And it was a great, and I'm saying was, was a great outlet to let other people know that might not have the opportunity or the time or the ability for whatever reason that they even choose to, to, to hear a different viewpoint. So social media forces that issue. But sadly, that's, I think that's why big tech was actually brought into Congress because that's changing. Right. And we do have some comments that I would like to get to. And I want to thank Jesse for, um, bringing these comments up, um, excuse me. He totally lied to Congress. And then she also says, but they aren't censoring those things, such as things that are being linked to harming children. That is scary stuff. But censorship of our right to freedom of speech shouldn't be taken away on social media platforms, especially when they aren't causing harm. Scary world. So true, Jesse. So true. Yeah, and that is true. And I and actually I, you know, I can attest to that. I shared the video several times. I have it saved on my computer. And at, at one point, you know, it's just one of those, I don't know, last night, the night before, I'm like, oh, what the hell? It was, I don't know, eleven o'clock, was lying in bed, kind of recapping, you know, my day. I'm like, oh, I'm gonna have a little fun here. So I kept posting it because I'm like, oh, let's see how long it and I had a timer. Let's see how long they're going to delete it. And what I find, and a great point that Jesse brought, I find it alarming that within seconds, something like that could be taken down, yet there are pedophilia rings. There are horrible, horrible actions taken against children, sex trafficking, kidnapping. How about, how about just the crazy people out there that take their cell phone and they're going live or whatever and they're they're you know beating somebody up or they're stealing or they're breaking in like all these things they don't seem to they don't seem to get deleted in seconds right but one vid one video and when you think about it really what was what what were they saying that was so wrong they're sharing information that the American people and the world has a right to know when you're, 
you know, a lot of people say, well, we're still in the pandemic. I personally do not think we're in the pandemic. I think that's long passe. We're on the residual of getting the hell out of it. Thank the Lord. However, education and knowing ways to treat the virus to prevent lives from dying. Isn't that important? And why would, I mean, what would be the rash decision? And because I can actually say what was said to me or not said to me, sent to me, was posting that video was causing harm. I'm like, harm? Letting people know that there's a drug that could possibly help us. And I'm not saying, you know, hers was a smaller study, 350 people, but it was still good news. Aren't we, aren't, what, what happened to, you know, being in these horrible times, locking arms with people to get great information, to have some hope, to have some, some, some maybe light at the end of the tunnel. Why would a social media platform not want that unless there was some sort of agenda? So obviously Americans aren't stupid. Social media world, Twitter, Facebook, whoever you are, we're not stupid. And regardless of, like I said, put the, put the party BS aside, as Americans, that is alarming that our freedom of speech is being tampered with. It's being tampered with. Right. And spe speaking of being tampered with, uh, Jussie said, um, I did as well, and it got pulled. It actually also got pulled off of her Instagram story. Well, a lot of people don't realize that. Facebook owns Instagram. Right. People, I cannot believe how many people don't know that. Right. But they don't. Um, and, you know, I'm hoping, you know, that we get a little competition going. I'm hoping that some other very smart, you know, person decides, you know what? I think we need another social platform that is not going to be like that. And it's not to say that one social media outlet should favor one or the other. That is not what I'm saying. But I find it very hard to believe that mostly people, and I'm gonna say conservatives as a whole, because there are conservatives in all parties, that the conservatives are the one that are being slapped on the hand for hate speech. And you know, their posts are, being, are the ones that are being taken down. You don't find that that if you have a agenda or propaganda or a message that serves apparently the ideology of all these CEOs that own these different social platforms. So who knows? We, we don't even know. This is a live video. You know, we don't own Facebook. This particular podcast could be shut down right now. We don't know that because of, of, of the things that we're chatting about. But the point being, is you know there are many great things about social media and if you're going to start taking those away because you have a certain certain agenda i'd rather somebody give me the choice and say hey look at this particular social media platform is going to be more liberal okay now i have a choice do i want to join that i mean if that's where we're going I'd rather have that choice to just be honest, be postured, say this is going to be a liberal social media platform. Don't dance around it. Don't, don't go to Congress and put on your suit and tie, probably wearing underwear below the waist, which I don't really care because a lot of people do that. I, however, have shorts on PS. Just want to make sure I told people that. 
you know, don't put on this facade that you are, you know, that you, you represent all people when you really don't, because that's what makes you look like a fool, number one, does not make you look credible. You look like an idiot. Just be honest and say, yeah, we're, we're, we've decided that, you know, we want to attract and have users that are liberals. Just be honest about it. And then people say, okay, well, I want to stay with that platform or no, I don't. Or I'm going to stay with that platform, ignore that stuff and just focus on what I'm going to focus on. Give people an option, but just don't dick around with it. And that's what's going on. We're being dicked on. That's right. And sidebar, there one of I was mentioning the apps at the beginning. On that list of apps is a specific app because they talk about Facebook and how obviously anything that's on Facebook you technically don't own. Right. Like you down at any time yes. is an app where you can download your videos like this live video from Facebook we could download. I mean it is being recorded to Zoom. And I think the guy also said, you can download other videos that you see. Oh yeah, I have an app that I can do that. That's, yeah. that's, how, that's how I actually, I was not even sharing. Uh, the first time I shared it, I did share the link of where the video came from, but I have an app that actually does download videos. So it was my, I was actually uploading the video. So I could see where they're gonna, well, I, I can't see, I think it's wrong that it was easier for them, but apparently now they must have technology that even if it's your own video that you're uploading, they can, they can uh, delete it. Right. And, and, and so that like, you know, whatever. I'm not sure, uh, I'm not sure about lives, how they, how they have control over that. I would, just, I would imagine it's the same, same, same thing, but that's what's trending there. So we have two, we have two now, it sounds like two different avenues hydrochloroquine and um, mudesticide, you, you, and I'm not pronouncing it correctly, but it is an asthma inhaler for mostly people that have asthma. They're finding good hope with helping people. And who doesn't like to help people? Who doesn't want to be part of the solution instead of the problem? What do you think? I would rather be part of the solution at any point than part of the problem. And I think some of the problem is for me, um, and I'm getting better at it. I am getting more boisterous. I'm still less boisterous than you, but that's okay. We were talking about that yesterday. Yeah. We all have certain traits from our parents. I am more of my dad, but mommy does pop into me every now and then when she needs to. So I, I accept that wholeheartedly and you know, the proof is in the pudding. I'm a combo. Yeah, you're definitely a combo. Oh. I don't know what our other siblings are. <laughs> um, all right, let's pick them apart for a second. <laughs> no, I'm only kidding. I would say that our oldest sibling, Claudine, tends to be more like daddy, but obviously has mommy's passion for, you know, the skating worlds, you know, has the, you know, obviously took over our, our mom's business, skating travel tours, kudos to Silver Blade Tours out mm -hmm. in Florida. And she's, she tends to be more in the middle of life. And that's a good, a good spot to be in. It's not always easy, but she's more in the middle of life. Fran, who goes by Frank, 
I would tend to say is a child. Yeah. <laughs> we, we joke about our older brother. He has more toys than you can imagine. More toys. More toys than uh, my grandnephew, Jedrick. Yeah. Yeah. He likes, he likes just, you know, and it's when I say toys, it's, you know, movie things, it's, you know, matchbox cars, it's airplanes, Legos. Legos. He just he really enjoys it, you know, and kudos to him. Let's not, not forget about the uh, cockpit. Yes, our brother has a cockpit in his home with live, well, they're not live, but they're, they're dummies, but they look like they're live and they're full body dummies, you know, with the helmets on. And I, I always joke with him. I said, man, you know, imagine someone coming to your home and he's, I think there's like four computers or TVs. So it's set up kind of like a space cap. Command central. Yes, command central. I think that's how he calls it. Then our brother Victor um, is a very accomplished engineer. Yeah, he's so smart. He's very, very smart, very analytical, very smart, you know, really. It's so cool because as growing up, he, he, um, and I helped him. I was like his little helper. We would make homemade rockets. And NASA caught wind of it. There was a piece on done on him. At, I believe it was the Hartford Times or Hartford Current. Hartford, Hartford Current, right? Yeah. And NASA got wind of it, and they invited him. And him and Grandma went to the the launch that the first landing of the moon. And to have that as a child, and you grow up with that passion, and you actually get to work for what you were so passionate about when you were younger is phenomenal. So kudos to him. And then of course, there's, then I'm next in line. And I just, I'm a, a klept up of all things. And I like to be that way. And I would say I'm more of a combo. I think I have pretty much almost an even split. I think I tend to probably, it's probably 60, 40. I'm 60% more like dad, 40% of mommy. I have, I have, that's what you think, but I have, um, daddy and I absolutely love, love sports. We're, we're, we're so into to sports, even though this year has been a, we're not going there, but you know, we have that in common and, you know, I really love being involved with the church. That was not mommy's thing, but daddy's thing. So I, while my siblings think I'm more 50-50, I think I'm actually 60-40 and we'll go with that. And then Jan is probably 60-40 the other way. You're, you know, not the other way. You're probably like 70-30, 70 of daddy and 30 of mommy, I would think. Yeah. So you're more, more, more towards daddy. And then Robin, I think is a car, youngest sibling is a combination, but I would say she's probably 80 mommy, 20 daddy. So we, we all are very, very different in, um, you know, and all families are like that. When you come from a big family, it's fun to like see, you know, who, who looks like who, who resembles which side of the family, who's got this trait, that trait. But what I think is a blessing is we, you know, we grew up in such a different time. And one of the blessings of being through this quarantine, and a lot of people say, well, what's the blessing? What's the blessing of a pandemic? Are you kidding me, Carol? So there are blessings if you, if you choose to look for them. Kind of like looking at the glass half empty is the glass half full. We utilize that time to really create what we're doing right now, as well as it was an awesome time for any family to reconnect with their families, their loved ones through not 
you know, just the telephone call. You actually, you know, with Zoom or Facebook Lives or Messenger or whatever, you got to see the person instead of just going strictly to electronics and texting or emailing, because as my sister said, there is something passionate about hearing one's voice. There's something passionate when someone's talking to see their face, to see their animation, to see their reaction. And you lose that type of communication when you strictly are just messaging and or texting. So the importance that I think of the, one of the blessings truly from this pandemic has been connection of people in such a way that I don't think we have been connecting that way with phone calls, with light, like hearing the person's voice, hearing the inflection, hear their passion, hear their worry, you know, calming that person, congratulating that person. So I really think those are the, some of the blessings of the pandemic and you have to look at it that way. Absolutely. And, and as everybody knows, you know, Poppy uh, was in the hospital this past weekend and he just so appreciated all the phone calls from all his children um, being able, <laughs> excuse me, to, you know, get caught up with the great grandchildren and, you know, seeing little Ray Ray and Jedrick, like he, he just gets all giddy when he sees them. And all, everyone, he really was so happy to see everybody on video. So, you know, that was a, a situation where, you know, it was what it was at that time. But out of that came a big blessing, as always. So we look for the blessing. They're always there, even in those times when we may doubt they're there. Absolutely. And a, and a funny hee hee, because you, you mentioned Ray Ray. This morning, uh, I was chatting with her. And she, she says, Narnia, I got to tell you something. I said, what, Ray Ray? I got to foam up the nose. I'm like, what? So apparently, you know how there's those foam uh, bullets or things, you know, oh. nerve guns or whatever? Somehow she got one stuck up. I don't I think a piece of it up way up her nose. But what I thought she said was, I thought she was sniffing something. I said, well, why would you do that? So they had to obviously pull it down. She was having some, some difficulties. And so I thought, well, you know, maybe she was smelling it. I said, well, no, 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 don't, don't do that. You know, if you want to smell candy or smell fruit. And so, so Tina goes, no, she wasn't smelling it. She stuck it up there. <laughs> Ryan once stuck a popcorn kernel in his ear. He was very little. <clears throat> he was about two years old. So, of course, I had to take him to the pediatrician. She couldn't get it out. And she says, right. oh, next, you know, if I can't get this out, you're going to have to take him to the ER. Thankfully, she was able to get it out. But what she said to him was, Ryan, if you want to put something in there, your ear, there's only one thing you should put in your ear, and that's your elbow. So, of course... <laughs> For like a week, he's like trying to figure out. That was actually a great analogy, kind of get them, you know, to do that. So, well, this has been a great, great morning. We've got lots going on today. I'm so excited. I'm actually going to go in the pool shortly. I've not actually been, I've only been in the pool three times this week. I have been working outside with 75 hard because, as you know, we have to do two 45 minute exercise segments. One is mandatory, that is outdoors. But because you know, it's a little more humid. It was cloudy, whatnot. I had not been here. So today, that's I'm gonna get off of here, throw on that suit, and jump in the pool and get my laps in for my outdoor 45. So I'm excited about that. 
you know, whatever your day is, whatever you're trending about, whatever you see going on, how about you be the trend? How about you be a trendsetter? This is Carol Sue, aka Naughty Boss, live from Vero Beach with two sisters. And have a great day, everyone. My name is Janice, aka Wellness Diva. What's trending for you? Have a great day, everyone. Thank you so much for listening. Bye-bye.